Thanks so much for joining us on the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast. I'm excited to have part two with Glenn Hicks as we discuss running the system. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to part one. Coach Hicks has over 40 years experience, is a phenomenal coach, Hall of Fame member in Alabama, and has over 750 wins. I'm blessed that we have him for two episodes. But before we get rolling, let me thank my good friends at Dr. Dish for sponsoring the podcast. Dr. Dish is what you need for your off-season shooting program. My players will get up thousands of shots in the mornings and evenings and afternoons on the Dr. Dish. It's phenomenal. Contact them at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Instagram and Twitter. They do a phenomenal job, and they have programs to help coaches pay for the Dr. Dish in a timely manner, and they offer some great discounts. One is just mentioning this podcast. All right, guys, let's get rolling with part two. Well, let's talk about the offensive side of the ball for a little bit. Did you have a specific formula for shots you wanted to take, turnovers you wanted to force, certain percentages? I know I know a lot of coaches in the system have a certain – I use formula word loosely, but did you have something, some goals you tried to hit? We wanted to we, – we never did – you know, I, I heard a lot of people say, and Cole does it, Cole wants to get 100 shots up. And uh, I wanted – my my only deal was I wanted to shoot the ball 25 more times than you did. Okay. okay. So I, I didn't have – so, if, if you know, because you know, no matter how hard we try, you can control the tempo a little bit if you do it, you know. And if I say I want, I want to get 100 shots up and you're holding the ball 30 seconds every time you get it, no matter what we're doing, you know, I'm, I'm not going – I'm probably not going to get my 100 up. But if, if you get 30 up and I get 55 up, I'm going to beat you. Our big thing was we, we wanted to force – we wanted to force you, and, and this is, this is kind of – this is kind of Hicksism, I guess. We wanted to force you into a turnover or a bad slash rust shot 20% of the time. So if okay. we can make you turn it over or you take a bad shot, and a bad shot to us is as good as a turnover. Actually better yeah. because you're, you know, you're, you're running with us now. Uh, and we wanted to do that 20% of the time. And we also wanted to get, we, I don't know if we ever could not didn't consistently do this. We always wanted to get 40% of the offensive rebounds. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think we ever lost a game where we got 33%, but we always, you know, we do, we do 40 and, uh, you know, that gave me something to grab on the next day. We only got 32% guys. What's the, so you didn't have a certain number of shots. You wanted a 25 plus margin, but what did you have an idea of a certain number of threes or, or of your shots? What percentage that you wanted to be threes? We wanted, and you know, I think that's another thing that we, uh, that system coaches may get a bad rep for our first objective is to shoot a layup. You know, we want to, we, yeah. you know, we tell our point guard, you know, we, we want to look for the run out first and then you're trying to take it to the rack second. And then, you know, good teams are going to stop you from doing that. And that's what opens up the three yeah. ball. Now we did, I, I, I do gripe and complain. Okay. We passed up four open threes. Why? You know, we'll do that. You know, our goal is we want to take the first good. 
And this is where we differ a little bit from Coach Westhead. He says take the first available shot. We will take the first good available shot. Now, we don't give the green light to every one of our kids. I mean, we do, but we don't because if if uh, we got a kid that's not a real good three-point shooter, uh, Cole's got this saying, there's a reason you're open. Uh, you know, yeah. instead of stopping the three-point line, get the 15-foot mark and catch it. Or when you catch it there, ball fake, yeah. get, get, get in the lane and get a shot off. But uh, as far as just we want to – we want to do this. We want to do that. We, I, I didn't get hung up on that much. In, in your mind or statistically, what did you define as a great three point shooter? Like for someone to have the green light, like a house or someone, what, obviously I just named the best three point shooters Georgia history at some point. We won't coach a lot of those, but what's the percentage where the guy's like, you're the green light guy. I don't want you passing up where this guy like, nah, you better one more to this kid if he's we, uh, we I've always said, and, and a lot of people say you need to shoot 40%. I, I think somebody shoots 33% in game situations, a good three-point shooter. I mean, you know, we make one. And here's what we always told our guys. If we got to open three and we can make one out of three and they shoot the ball and uh, we shoot the three, and we do, we crash the glass, which I think blocking out is the hardest one skill in basketball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got four guys going against their four because they've got to guard that three-point shooter. We ought to get half the offensive rebounds. Okay, we get yeah. that offensive rebound, we ought to be able to stick it in the goal because they're not, the defense is not set. You know, and again, I know that's that's philosophy and theory and all that. But that puts us scoring at 67% of the time. We're going to be, we're going to be yeah. Celtic scoring 67% of the time. And uh, yeah. uh, that was, that was kind of what we got into their heads every day. And, you know, I, I've told people I, I hadn't got any magic drills and hadn't got, you know, people ask what kind of shooting drills we do. We shoot the ball. I mean, you know, we, we do a lot of ball partnership, you know, minute shoot, uh, um, you know, we call it Seton Hall. You shoot it, run, tag, half court, come back, shoot it again, and in a minute, the partner's going to do it. Uh, but, you know, our kids always – I think our kids always felt like we were doing something special that nobody else was doing. Of course, I, I probably had a lot – I, I kind of put that in their head, you know. So, let's say you get uh, the defensive rebound and you're pushing it down in, in the break. What time – did you run a numbered break system? What what did your fast break look like? And you trying to kick, push the ball, kick the ball at the floor. I know you want to get a get a layup. Did you, have, did you have a designated rim runner? Let's talk about your your fast break when you guys got the defensive, defensive rebound. rebound. We, we did not run numbers. It's – you know, we tried to fill both corners. And basically on the defensive rebound, first guy out is, is running right down the center of the floor as hard as he can go. Uh, we're going to run him to the front of the rim, post him up. It might be, it might be our point guard, you know. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we don't necessarily and, – and you're going to catch yourself doing it, but we don't necessarily have to throw it to our point guard on the defensive rebound. We, we teach a bust-out dribble. Uh, the first guy – on the right side is getting to the what we call the two spot. Uh, the first guy to the left side is getting to the three spot. The rebounder is kicking it out, looking up, the, and we want him. We tell them this: we don't want to dribble it across half court. We want to pass it across if we can. 
And then, uh, of course, the, the last guy, he gets opposite in trails. And now we're right in our break. We're in our numbered break without really running numbers. You love that corner three. If that's not available, is it a dribble drive type scenario? Is it some some principles? I mean, because you may have the five trail or the four end of the rim. Or did you even number your players? Did or was numbering you know maybe for inbounds plays? But did you have or or could any any one of three guards bring the ball down? If they got it? I mean, it helps if, if, if that's the rebounder steal. Yeah. We did not have. I mean, we let our post. We we make our post people do ball handling we you know we do we do very yeah. seldom we we don't we, we don't do a whole lot of breakdowns um but yeah, yeah coach westhead was running dribble drive before it was called dribble drive i mean he's right. he's called it drive two gap and uh if i'm bringing the ball down the floor and i can't hit that corner i'm my next option of course i'm looking to see if my guy's got him got the guy pinned under the rim if he hadn't, I'm 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 sticking my head down trying to get to the paint, and the the, the post player goes opposite the ball just like in dribble drive, and then you got a trail you got a trail. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody calls it Euro and coming behind him now, and the three guy lifts, and we just you know we just kind of play out of that. play out of that, and you want the first good shot. So I mean, I was reading some stuff the other day, and they were talking about well, you. You better get that shot off in the first 15 seconds. But if you had guys had to run offense for 20 seconds, you would do it. You got that really good shot. That was was that rare to run it more than 15, 20 seconds. Unless normally? we were trying to, to to hold, yeah, it's we usually turn it over if we hold it that long. Uh, so a newspaper right. guy asked me one time, said, "Coach, what's your philosophy on shooting it so quick?" I said, "We turn it over if we pass it too much." Uh, it's kind of like a uh, there's a. Uh, uh, I told somebody one time, you know, they at least if we shoot it, it's got a chance of going in. If we throw it away, it ain't. I told them right. when I first went to Fort Payne. Now, Fort Payne was a little bit harder sale, I guess, than anywhere I'd ever been getting it in because they had traditionally played slow. And uh, I told them the first week, it told the football coach, I said, Coach, I got a great fundraiser for you when basketball starts bring you football helmets and rent them out to the people sitting in the first two rows because they go need them. So we think we fix and pound some folks in the head. <laughs> That's good. So did now let's say it's a dead ball situation and you're bringing it down. Did you have some really good quick hitters that you, that you like to get into or did you out off the break, you just kind of flow into that dribble drive or whatever you called it back then. But did you have some specific plays that you ran to get a certain guy? Oh, yeah. Shot? We, you know, we had some, uh, uh, you know, go, going back to the day teams, uh, we're going to come down and uh, we're going to try to get Andrew a shot. Uh, you know, we had we had a big, we had a uh, Tommy Grisham, about a 6'6 six, six, uh, post player that, that went to AUM, uh, you know, on a dead ball. We're going to, believe it or not, we're going to try to pound that thing inside to him. But now Tommy could three ball too yeah. so we'd but we're gonna you know and it's i don't know if you call them favorite plays but we'd we'd run andrew uh across the baseline and set him a double screen and uh you know we coach west had had a little play called four roll that we've run forever uh where you uh you isolate the post on one side set a double screen for your shooter on the weak side uh we'd do some things for travis uh, run travis yeah. down the block and uh 
screen in and screen down and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, we on a dead ball situation, we're gonna we're gonna we're not just gonna run there and fog it up. We're gonna you know uh, now if you let us, we, you know if you're gonna play us man to man and put a lot of pressure on us, we're just gonna go straight dribble drive. What what did you do um, when a team would zone you up to try to slow you down? Throw the ball, Andrew Houts, tell him to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> and he hit, and he hit we, hundreds of We were blessed of them. to have uh, uh, some, some uh, good shooters. And, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug Andrew right here. And, and uh, I, I live right here behind Dade County's gym. And I try to get to school every morning at 715. And there, there wasn't many mornings I didn't get that I got there that Andrew Houts wasn't already there soaking wet with the shootaways out on both ends and i'm not talking about just sitting there shooting i'm talking about he'd have some chairs set out there he'd dribble around them pick balls up out of them uh andrew Houts, one of the hardest working kids that i've ever been around in my life uh, mm-hmm. and and you know, we had some kids that uh uh made themselves good shooters because uh they they stayed in the gym you know andrew is one of these kind that he wasn't very loud, but he just had a way of, uh, well, Andrew's in there working. We ought to get in there and work with him. And, uh, but yeah. we, we'll run some, uh, we got a little play that we call tilt that we stole from Mississippi state. Uh, well, actually I stole it from coach Kennedy when I was working old miss camps, but, uh, coach Kennedy said he stole it from Mississippi state. So he couldn't call it state. So, uh, but we just <laughs> run, we'd screen the ball and put two shooters on one side of the floor. And, uh, put a post on the ball side is a drastic overload. And we're going, I mean, it was right in our philosophy. Take that first shot we get. And, uh, uh, we, uh, uh you know, it's very, very successful for us. We'd run and go, you know, we did some of the same stuff. A lot of people do. We'd run a cutter, you know, especially when we had Travis, we'd kick it. Andrew, they wouldn't let him shoot it. We'd run Travis in the offside corner. And, uh, by the time we swung the ball around the pattern and, uh, Bale, they got they busting their tail to guard him. Travis got I don't know how many looks standing over in that offside corner just because nobody there to guard him. But you know we we yeah we run some you know we run sets. Yeah. Cole does a yeah. tremendous job of running them. He had a great shooter this time, the Marquette. And uh, by the way, any yeah, guys out there that's looking great. for a six three guard that can fill it up, he, he's available and a great kid and a great student. I mean I can't believe. You know, he scored like 2,300 points in his career, and there ain't nobody on that board, and I don't know why. Yeah, Cole, I was – we were texting last night or looking on Twitter about – he said, yeah, he had, what, 400-something career threes and 2,300 points, good GPA, good kid, 6'3". Like, man, this this guy needs to be somewhere. He's a player, and I've, I've watched a ton of the games. Guard. I mean, you know, he, he was their backup yeah. point uh, when, when Luke went out, but – yeah. I don't know, I, and I and I Maples can play too. Uh, Maples one of these you care to bar fight with. Uh, he's a great kid yeah. too, but I mean <laughs> he's one of these. You know, he he you if if we were in a fight tonight, you don't have to kill him. He's gonna keep coming at you. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. Coaches listening, keep North Sand Mountain on your radar. Um, well, Coach, if a, if a guy's listening and he's thinking, man, I just don't know if I've got the players, how many players do you need to play good minutes a night to do this? I mean, you can't – what were you playing? Did you ever do the platoon system five I in, five it. out? And I coached Cole's B team this year. 
And uh, we did it a little bit on the B team just because we wanted to get everybody, you know, minutes. I don't like it just simply because it seems like every time you get somebody hot, it's his time to come out. And in yeah. most places like a Gordon Lee or a Dade County or a North Sun Mountain, uh, you know, that, that if you're if you if you're two and three platooning, you better have two or three people that can score. A lot of times we yeah. ain't got but one guy that you can really count on shooting that thing. And I will, uh, I know when I was yeah. in Fort Payne, I had a kid named Wanya King, the goodest shooters I've ever coached. I told Wanya, I said, hey, bud, you ain't got to play 32 minutes a game. You just got to play 31 minutes and 45 seconds, and I'll get I'll let you come out that last 15 seconds, get a standing ovation. But uh, we put I think you play eight. So could you, if you got to have so you could do it with eight, eight. but and Jerry Craig, uh, uh, Coach Craig coached, uh, I mean, he had a big influence on me too. Jerry played fast back in when I first started coaching, and I picked Jerry's brain as much as I could. Jerry said you had to have eight players that can play and two that are good kids that don't care if they get in the game or not. Yeah, they may just give right. you two or three minutes a game and possibly. And they're, that's they're where fine you don't get that. that football player or, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you get that specialist, I guess. We go, and you know, we, we do a lot yeah. of them. And uh, Bucky McMillan uh, kind of influenced me on this. Uh, Bucky's the head coach at Samford now, and he was at Mountain Brook all Yep, but, yep. you know, Bucky said you try to win every possession. So it didn't matter if it was the 30 seconds into the game and the ball went out of bounds and Mount Brook was on defense. He took his two best defensive players and took his two offensive players out, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can steal some minutes like that. But I, eight's, a, uh, eight's a really good number if your kids will get in shape. I mean, you gotta, you, know, you you yeah. gotta gotta get them in shape if they're. Uh, was it is it difficult playing back to backs at all, or did, was that never an issue? You know, because you know we play a ton of Friday Saturdays. I think it's an issue if you make it an issue. I mean, these are these sixteen, seventeen year old kids. It's every day anyway, right? right? Uh, I mean, right. we we never did mention that. Uh, uh, the only thing that I ever did like that, uh, and, you know, we don't play as much on Friday and Saturday in Alabama as we did in Georgia. But we would practice right. a lot of times Thursday mornings before school. And uh, and a lot of it, Gene Durden was the one that's, that kind of started me doing that uh, just simply because we had that one gym and nobody wanted to go over to the old gym to practice. And yeah. so – Yep. Gene did it, and some of our boys asked if, if we could on the days that we're supposed to practice late on Thursday. So you kind of get an extra eight hours. That's what we tell rest. them. We we'd tell right. them, we'd say, hey, we're going to practice this morning. And what you got is uh, you're going to have another, you know, instead of having 24 hours, you got 36 hours to get your legs under you. And, uh, you know, since we got two games this weekend, you know, that that's going to offset everything. And uh, another thing we used to do, if they ever complained about tired legs, we put them in an ice bath. And they, that, uh, they, 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 the 2000, the, the 09 team out of the, out of the main eight players that we had, four of them loved ice baths. They would take them after practice and four of them 
despised it. Houch despised it. He would just, he would run from you if you mentioned if you mentioned ice bath. But uh, uh, it was a. Uh, I, I think it's a mental thing. I mean, you know, yeah. it's we we got a hill out here beside my house that's about I would say probably 150 yards long. And it's 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 pretty steep. We used to bring them over here for preseason conditioning. And uh, uh, we called it Hicks's Hill, but the other uh, players called it uh, Hicks's Hill. And um, we'd run them up down that hill, you know, instead of instead of running around the track and stuff. And we used that a lot, um, you know. It, you know, after say we was going to play, uh, we played somebody on Friday night. Was fixed to play a game on Saturday. I'd say, hey, got one, got a quick turnaround tomorrow, guys. But I, hey, I guarantee them guys they played night and eight used to run in the hill. And we, you know, we yeah, play mind games with them. That's like everybody does. So, what does a uh, system practice look like? Chaos. Everything's full court. We do very little half court. Uh, it's we do a we do a lot of uh, do a lot of shoot. So, when you say a lot of shoot, because I know this one thing we do so much more than I ever have uh, longer I coach, but. So when you say a lot of shooting, is it 20, 30 minutes of the practice? Let's say you're going one two hour hours. What, what going, do you think? If we practice an hour, we're going to shoot the ball for 30 minutes. We, that's our – Okay. Now, after we get everything in, you know, now we may not do it the first of the, you know, first of the year, uh, not get as many shots up, but uh, uh, we're going to run a shooting drill or a drill that involves a lot of shooting uh, – for at least half of practice. Okay. And is it a variation of different shooting things? Like you want your kids to be able to come down and shoot right. off the bounce, catch and shoot. Like were there certain type of three pointers you were looking for in game, like paint touch, no. kick out we, threes? We very seldom, we very so seldom talked about paint touch, kick out. We it was uh Okay. You know, we we the, the biggest thing, I guess, that we did did a lot of the dribble drive stuff, you know, and we'd te- teach them to read keys, you know. If Andrew's man helps, we're going to kick it to him right then. If not, Travis, you get your butt in the rim. Yeah. Okay. So you, you get your shooting in. Are you mixing in different shooting throughout the practice, or am I doing, you know, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there? How did you we, work we that in? We kind of busted up into like 10-minute segments. Uh, we may go say we'd come in there. We're gonna go, uh, uh, and I, I, I'm probably gonna hurt some feelings right here. I don't. We never did stretch. I mean, I told them if I need to stretch, get our stretch on their own. We started out with a full court layup drill of some type right off the bat, and uh, uh, you know we always had a, a a a standard they had to reach. If they didn't reach it. We ran for it, and that's the only time. Only time okay. we ran is when we failed. Uh, I told him, I said, "If we run, you know, I'm pissed." Uh, but yeah. let's say that we had a layup drill. We're supposed to make a hundred layups and whatever, and we make 90, 92. And I always did this, and I think this helped us on the free throw line. Uh, say that we had eight sprints. I'd say, "Okay, house one and one to knock knock two of them off. Grisham one and one to knock two off." And okay, uh, and then. We'd do that, then we'd go into a uh, usually our our cycles drill, our five break drills. Uh, we'd do that, and then we might while we're good and tired, we're going to okay. 
ball partner shoot guys or three man, two ball shoot, uh, full court run for your shot, um, Tennessee drill, whatever we might, you know, we had probably, I've got a notebook sitting up here behind me that I, I've probably got 150 shooting drills in and we, we try to mix it up where they didn't get bored. Yeah. So you had your four or five, six that you go to right. just mix them up right. throughout the week or throughout things just to keep things fresh. And we'd, we'd go, and so pretty, you, uh, after we do, we do 10 minutes, then we might go, uh, uh, we're going to go into our defensive segment then. We, you know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going we're gonna to do, uh, say we're going to play, we're playing Rock Mart and we want to, uh, we're going to trap them more in the half court. We do full court. So we, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a few minutes and work on that maybe. And I, I try not to do that over 15 minutes. And then as soon as we get there, we're going we're gonna to do another shooting drill. Right? Then we, yeah. may, uh, we may run some more fast break stuff. But after we got started, the fast break drills we actually did was more out of five on five situation. You know, we don't, our, probably our, my favorite way to practice everything is I stole this from Lute Olson and we actually, we actually called it Arizona and one team would get the ball at, in a, in a half court situation. Uh, say we were playing uh, somebody that played zone. We're going to line up in a two, three zone. We're going to run our zone offense. The defense is going to break down on a make or a miss, and then the, the original offense is going to break back down on a make or a miss, and then we're going to stop it and flip. The offensive team becomes defense, and, uh, you know, we, we did that for, you know, you, you do that for about 20 minutes, and, you, you know, you've covered, you've covered a lot of stuff. And then would you all do all your defensive work at, at one time, or would you break, come back, and kind of mix it throughout the practice? It, it's just, uh, you know – it, it's just a cord. We'd, we'd try to mix things up where our kids wouldn't get uh, complacent or get too, uh, uh, too comfortable. We, I, we, I tried to make our guys as uncomfortable in practice as I could, you know, without, you know, I'm not talking about being mean to them, but I, you know, I, I was just, I didn't want them to get in a routine uh, because we right. didn't want the game to get in the routine. We, we wanted the game to be, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times we would run, uh, we might run five break drill, full court defensive drill, and come back with another five break drill, then scrimmage in a 30 minute period right there where they're really tired. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. How much uh, five on five scrimmaging did you guys do? Uh, I would probably say about 45 minutes. And, and, and we did very little what I call scrimmaging. We did call it control. Yeah. Controlled. Uh, we yeah. do, uh, we call this Chuck Daly drill. I got it from the Pistons. Uh, we're gonna pitch it up, run a jump ball. We're gonna play for uh, uh, we're gonna play till one team gets two scores. And then uh, uh, we did a lot of three on three full court working on our defense. And uh, <clears throat> but we we kind of changed it. Uh, I got noticing that they'd you know they'd take off and they'd run out and try to throw it long. So we we started going three on three, but we put a defender, we put a a, a goaltender, a back guy, at the top of the key on the other end, and he could he could if you threw the ball, he could go get it. He couldn't cross half court, but he could stay back there. And okay. then we put another offensive player under the goal on the you know on the other end, and he couldn't come on the floor and the ball crossed half court. So you got to trade in there and then okay. we end up playing forward and forward and would break back you know just uh, 
Did you do any quick scoring games where, hey, you guys, you've got like a 10-second shot clock, 15, where you're trying to – or 30, where you're trying to get two possessions oh, we, in 30 seconds or we something did, like we that? We did that all the time. Oh. The only, we didn't really put a 10-second up there. We had a, I had an assistant coach, and his job, his job was to, okay, coach, we won't get, we won't get a shot up in ten seconds. They ain't shot it in seven, blow the whistle, and tell them they didn't get it. You know, so the kids really didn't, they didn't, they, they had no idea what the, you know, they count down, right. they just had to go. And then, uh, yeah. we used to do a, uh, we used to play a two-minute game, and. Uh, I, 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 we kind of got away from this because I, I got, I got to wonder if there's brother-in-law and each other, but, uh, we'd play for two minutes and each team was expected to score 10 points, uh, in two minutes. In two yeah. minutes. And, uh, you know, Houts and them could do it. A lot of teams can't, but they, they could, uh, uh, another, you know, this is, and I learned this from, uh, an old guy that helped me. When I first started, named C.B. Strickland, he told me, he said, anytime you want to give your varsity a, a shot of confidence, scrimmage the B team, and you keep scrimmaging until you beat them 100 points. Uh, once a month or something like that, we'd come in, I'd, I'd send the B team out on the floor, or the JV, I think is a politically correct term now. But um, – I, you know, I'd keep a varsity in there and say, all right, guys, we fix a scrimmage B team. You get to go home when you, uh, on that with house them, I'd say you got to beat them 150. And, and like a score gets, uh, say it got to 192 to 92 or uh, 192 to whatever 150 is. We'd quick as that happened, the assistant coach would hit the horn. I'd say, varsity, leave, go get out of here. Don't want to see you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Mike Neighbors has a, that's good. Mike Neighbors has a good one where uh, I don't know what I can't remember what he calls it. We call it shot clock game. We did it for a lot of you know conditioning stuff. But you do thirty second shot clock. However much you when you score, you get the points that were on the shot clock. So you want to and we played a five hundred or something like that. Um, and you still want a great shot, and you can't. You got to kick every offensive rebound out. Uh, so you can't just miss a layup, start it over, and you know kids will find a way to beat the system. So that's a good one. My kids really love love doing that one. Um, any any advice for a coach that's listening and they're like, man, this system or what resources would you tell them to go to? They're listening to podcasts. I know a little bit about it. Um, just find system coaches. I know with social media, it's easy to do and connect with people like you, but. Oh, one last thing. Sorry. What about the feeder program? How, what would you do at the middle school level as their, your feeder program? Would you just install the press on a miss? Like how, how detailed would you get or not? I mean, sorry, press on a make. How would you start this with your middle school program? So when they get to you, they're, you know, more prepared. We, we don't treat them any different. Okay. They do the same the only, stuff. The only different, and I coached Cole's middle school last year. And, uh, but what I, what I used to tell my middle school coaches and, uh, I uh, hadn't had, an, had an, one issue that I can recall. I told my middle school coaches, you run my system, you do my stuff. Any parents complain, you send them to me. You run yeah. your system. You don't run mine and parents complain. They're yours. 
don't send them to me. I said, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> what, and again, what I always told mine, I wanted them to play the first half man to man, pitch it up and get up down the floor. And I said, okay, now then if you can win the game, the second half playing zone, go to the zone, you know, let's play a half of system basketball. And, uh, you know, it, of course, you know, middle school coaches want to win too, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I said, but, you know, give me a half, give me a half. of what." And 90% of the time, the guys that did it would come back and say, Coach, I don't like that zone stuff no more. I don't like that playing slow stuff no more. And the kids, yeah. the kids rebelled. I mean, they just, God, Coach, we have to walk it down. And, and I would think at the middle school level, I mean, kids aren't that skilled anyway. You pressure someone, you're picking them up, you're double teaming a rebounder. Like, you're going to get a lot right. of forced turnovers, and you're going to kind of build confidence in this so by the time they they walk in doors a ninth grader i mean they're ready to keep on rolling with the system for four more years the the, the other thing the, the big thing in middle school though is usually somebody has got somebody uh that that, that, that yeah, man, man child, child who's that, that, that six four eighth that can, grader you can't trap him and you know you're all night long yeah but uh you know we the 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 great teams i had at north sun mountain uh, one of my good friends, uh, I, I, who's actually the head football coach, it was, that was the that was back in the day, man, where there was three of us: Coach Pete coached football, I was basketball, and Coach Kirby helped us both. And I was, in, I coached football. Pete coached. We we all three coached everything. Then Pete was the baseball coaches. We had so much fun, but you know, and you know, there was no Pete went in. And he just he took our middle school and he would basically take my practice plan and go, you know, I remember people that. Yeah, that's good. and, uh, you know, that the, the, those guys are the ones that won the 27, 28, 29 games a year. Yeah. That's good. If you can get a tight knit group like that and you're running it all together and you support each other where, you know, you're, you're, the, you're pushing the foot, you're encouraging the football kids to play basketball and then play baseball and just be a high school kid and do everything that you can, not trying to steal a kid and, Make him a one sport well, our, our 93 athlete. team averaged 111.8 points per game. All five starters played football. Four of them either made all state or all region. Out of the 12 guys on that team, seven of them were baseball players. And wow. the, uh, uh, the other five ran track. So they were all at least two sport people. Most yeah. of them were three. Yeah, that's good. Well, small schools like your Gordon Lee's, your Dade's, your you you, you got to have that. You got to have. Or I mean, what? How big is North Sand Mountain? How many kids? The, top involved? three grades. How two many? Two twelve. Wow. So we're we're four thirty. So we're we're double that. Um, any last thoughts or words you have uh, about the system? I know it's what you're known for, and I appreciate you coming on. You are a, a legend. And I remember, I remember this, and I've you and I've talked over the years. And I came one day to Fort Payne and picked your brain and all that. But uh, I remember at a clinic, I think it was at the Lake Oconee Clinic. Yes, you remember that with Kevin Furtado? Kevin. And and you know Kevin's having Kevin's yeah, having yeah, a great season. If you haven't kept up, I'm going to that game tomorrow. They're, they're number one in the state. They played trying. But anyway, uh, I remember Gene saying, because you were there, you were going to speak a little after Gene. He said, hey, Coach Hicks, this is the best offensive coach I've ever known. And or offensive mind or teaching offense. And, man, 
that's a high compliment coming from Coach Durden, and um, you're great at what you do. So anything that you want to add that maybe I didn't bring up to the guys who are listening, the gals who are listening? Well, first of all, if I can ever help anybody with this, and, and uh, you know, feel free to contact me. I'll give you my cell number. Um, is it okay to give it out over this? Or, yeah, you can uh, give it out. My cell is 423-653-7213. My email is Glenn with one N, Hicks, 22 at gmail.com. Uh, I mean, I'll answer any questions. I don't, I'm not, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm humble that anybody would even ask, but, uh, uh, I'd be glad to help anybody that needs any help with it. If you, if you want to just discuss, Hey coach, should I do this? Should I not? But the main thing, if you're going to do it, I really feel like you got to do it. You can't say, "Well, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that." I'm gonna, I, I think it's, I think it's almost an all or nothing thing. And in uh, uh, the words of Coach Carter, and and I, I I truly believe this. Coach Carter used to tell me, "It's a whole lot easier." I wrote it down here. Let me make sure. It's easier to slow a racehorse down than to speed a jackass up. <laughs> and uh, you know that make That's that good. makes good sense. You if you're, it's a whole lot easier to be used to playing fast and then backing off if you need to, than it is to to speed up when you're used to playing slow. And the, yeah, I have a lot good. of one of the things I ask people all the time when they they question, what do you do when you get behind? You know, most of us press right. We start pressing, so why not press to keep getting behind? I mean, you know, that's, and I know that's probably a crazy philosophy, but it's been really good to yeah. me. And, uh, man, I tell you what, Coach Westhead and Coach Carter, I can't, I, I can't, I, I wouldn't, I would be, a, uh, I'd be a suit, I guess, if it wasn't for those two guys. Yeah. Well, that's good. You had some, some great mentors, but, but back to what you were just saying, I mean, isn't part of the system like, you may run with us the first quarter. You may have a lead in the second quarter, but we're going to be in better shape and play more players and have more depth, and and you're not going to be able to keep up for 32 minutes. That's that it. Part that, of, like, that, you're probably we, started off a lot of games. We, we tell our kids that, hey, if they can run with us for 32 minutes, we're going to high-five them and say we'll see you in two weeks. We When we were at Dade uh, – and, and those guys in 09, not only were they good players, they were extremely smart. And so we're in there one night and we're playing, I think it's Calhoun or it's, it's one of our really, one of the, you know, really good teams in our region. And uh, I said something, I said, guys, their legs are not going to let them run with you for any more minutes. Yep. And I don't know which one of the Jay Birds said it, but, and then we got t-shirts made up with this on the back of it. He said, Hey coach, Lactic acid is our friend. And, <laughs> and that, you know, it's amazing how some of that, that stuff sticks. You know, that, that became the rally yeah. cry for uh, that. And then that's a locker yeah. room sign and right there. The next year, and I don't know where I got this. I think Tony Engel, rest his soul, said, I heard him say this. And I said it before practice one time, before the first game, I said, boys, tomorrow night we're going to get after them like a bunch of biting sounds. And, uh, you know, that that became the, you know, uh, 
So, you know, these kids, they can come up with some, some good, good stuff. That's the fun thing about coaching teenagers. Some off-the-wall crazy saying, man, they jump on and, like, it's their rallying cry. That's what's fun about coaching high school kids, man. They eat well, that stuff that, up. The, my high school coach, he used to – he used this in a negative term. He said, you're acting like a dirt road li- – you're crazier than a dirt road lizard. Well, we – I said that one night, and it, it became a positive. It became so big Dade County is the um, – uh, Student section started calling themselves the Rowdy Reptiles, and you know, Wolverine, and they wanted, <laughs> and their mascot for people not listening, the mascot's the Wolverine. But right, and now they're the reptiles. Uniforms under the neck, they had a, they wanted a lizard put there one year, and I let them put a lizard. There. So we that, were, the, we were unofficially the Dirt Road Lizards. People had tags. yeah, you got to have fun. People with had it. tags on their cars, you know, Dirt Road Lizard crazy, and you know, it was just, it was really fun. That that's good. I know you've got some great, great memories. Well, well, coach, thanks a lot for coming on and hanging out with us for well over an hour. And I've already talked to, to Cole. I'm going to be driving over there with my staff to North Sand Mountain, and maybe you'll be there too to sit down and really we will. We get love super detailed with it and uh, figure out if, if this is what we want to do at uh, where I'm at. Would uh, you say there's any would what if let's say a coach came to you? Would you ever tell a coach? man, this isn't going to work for you based on personnel. The only way that I think I would, I would tell anybody that is the, the, the you know, if you come to me and you had two, six, 11 kids, I'm yeah. with a coach. I would be an opportunity break team if I was you because right. you, you want to, most of us not don't have that luxury, you know, and, and that's like, uh, you know, just like I said, when we had Tommy Grisham, uh, but we were blessed because Tommy could play. He, he could play. He could play on open floor, too. But when it mm-hmm. come down to uh, a half-court set, uh, I mean, it was real It was real clear what we was going to do. Andrew was either going to shoot to three or we were going to pitch it inside of Tommy. I mean, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't think I would ever – I don't think I would ever coach – and get a hundred percent away from the system. But, uh, you know, if I had to, if you had that elite player, that dominant post, but if, you know, if you're like me or you or Dade now, like you're trotting out a six, two post and some guards between five, 10 and six, one, and you know, you're all pretty even for the most part and you got some depth you play and you can play more kids and get more kids involved in the program. Well, uh, and you know, another thing coach Carter used to say a lot, it's harder to hit a moving target than it is a, I mean, it's harder to hit a moving target than it is a, a one at steel. Yeah. And I, I had the same question for Coach Carter, or basically when when uh, I started doing this, he said, well, Coach, let me ask you a question. Even if you got a good player, had you rather him get down there and shoot it before the defense gets there, or would you rather him be guarded? Yeah. Shoot it when you're open. Get that first open look before they get set. That's it. And I think that's what one thing I think um, that coaches would struggle with is the new definition of shot selection. Yeah. Because coaches now, you want to have your rebounders there, but if you've got the guy with that wide open corner three on the break, you've got to be willing to let them take that shot. Uh, And 
again, uh, Coach Westhead said it better than anybody. And he, he said he stole this from Sunny Island. You got to be a little bit crazy to do this. But, you know, in, in reality, we all got to be a little bit crazy to let a, a teenager run up down the, pay, uh, run up down the floor with a paycheck in his mouth, too, hadn't we? <laughs> no, that's good. Well, Coach, we'll end it with that one. Thanks a lot. I'll be seeing hopefully you and your son here in the next few weeks, and we'll be diving into this really, really detailed things. But thanks a lot. And like I said, I'll put your email and your cell phone in the in the show notes. And I'm guessing you're going to get a lot of texts from some strange numbers in the next well, couple of weeks. Just tell everybody that if they call me to make sure they text me first and tell me they're going to because I get so many doggone uh, Robo calls that I've got from I don't. Well, yeah, you're gonna think it's someone telling you that your uh, car warranty's out. That's yeah. what I get a hundred times a day. Well, Coach, thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening to the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review and also leave a comment about what you enjoyed most about today's guest. I hope you'll join us on our next episode.